Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today, plausibly live, it's the Zabecast. We'll do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Today's guest, sports radio lifer and DC, Jewish sports hall of famer, Andy Poland. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? And now, let's get to yakking. Oh, here we go. I got to say, Andy, the old dump sounded really alive last night, even if it was with, I don't know, 40% Giant fans in yeah, the building. It was full. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a difference. It was full. Uh, you would think with a game of that magnitude, uh, there would have been more Commander fans there, but having it full was something new. Did you uh, go to the game? Did not. Okay. Are you, have you, you going to go to a game this year, or no? Are you going to go over the year, probably? I've been to one. I went oh, you to did. the Atlanta game. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you and I yeah. were going to go to one, and it didn't work out. Yeah, I felt like out. I felt like watching last night. I felt like okay, this new name Commanders team has finally got some traction, not just with the on the field product, but the overall organization and maybe the name as well. I saw one photo of a line, an actual line of human beings willing to shell over money for the uh, folded yellow taco logo, W, the yellow (laughs) taco stand logo. Did you feel like last night was a big night despite the bitter loss and the officiating, which we'll get to in a second, that the commanders turned the corner or got some traction? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, they're still stuck in that dump. Um, And, you know, the fact that they were on national TV on Sunday night was kind of new and different. But uh, they got Cleveland coming up next week. Do you think that that'll be much of a, a draw or two weeks? That Do you think that'll be much uh, of interest? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. That's what's interesting. Do you think the uh, the timing of it a week before Christmas and being at night was more of a draw or the fact they were coming off a bye so there was this pent-up, hey, they might be good kind of thing? Yeah, well, there was. I mean, that, that, was, that was adding to it. But here's what I've always felt about Washington. Washington is a white-collar town. People go to work really early. They don't stay up real late. Right. And so a night game is not the same as it might be in a blue-collar town. And, you know, certainly like like tonight, uh, you know, the game against the Packers, which I guess you'll be talking about as part of this podcast. That's that's a different thing because that's an iconic stadium. Here, it, it, just, it just feels different. And, uh, and look, I remember... 
going back to 2008 when they got off to a six and two start under Jim Zorn somehow, some way. And the, uh, the aura of Joe Gibbs hadn't completely gone away. Right. They, they had a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers at night where they had to go to their own silent snap count because there were so many Steeler fans there. Even oh. though the place was full, it was Steeler country. That was the start of the invasion. And, you know, Yinzer Nation, they invade every stadium. They did it to Carolina on mm-hmm. Sunday. And they're, they're, they're easily the number one fan base that travels. Even more than the Cowboys, even more than the Packers. But, uh, right. yeah, that was kind of the start of it there. So, I don't know. As far as the game itself, holy shit, Andy. They got hosed by the referees. They did, but they didn't do themselves any favors. Doesn't I mean, matter. Heineke, Doesn't yeah. matter. They got hosed. Yeah. I mean, that was a terrible, terrible call. At Two the terrible calls. Two terrible. The yeah. illegal formation was terrible because it was a veteran in Terry McLaurin who normally doesn't make mistakes like this and checked with the side judge. Yeah, and that has, I don't know if you saw pro football talk, but that has raised now the uh, Donahue-like suspicions. Yes. Because you, you've got a referee who's telling a player, yeah, yeah, you're good, and then there's a penalty flag throw. So, you know, Did the could, referee could they... tell McLaurin you're good? That's what McLaurin says. Now, Is there they, video and or audio evidence of it? There seems to be a hand signal. The There was a pool report, not with the line judge, but the head referee. And the head referee said, oh, yeah, I was told he was a yard and a half off the line of scrimmage. And uh, it was a it was a judgment call. So there's there seems to be conflicting, you know, statements here. One from Terry McLaurin says the referee told him it was OK. And the other from the head referee who says, no, uh, it was not okay. See, aren't, so, aren't these rules the kind of rules they should be ironing out of the rule book to say it doesn't fucking matter? Like, does it matter if a guy is lined up on the line or not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I don't think that, so. I don't think it matters. That seems like an archaic rule. I don't well, know why they have that. Right, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, they, were, they, they did do a good job a couple years back of just getting rid of rules that were going to be hard to administer or didn't add any value to the overall product. Like the pushing the guy out of bounds, the force play call Mm -hmm. on receptions near the sideline, they finally figured out we can't consistently adjudicate that. Was he forced? Was he not forced? So let's just go ahead and say either get two feet in bounds or go fuck yourself. Right, right. Good point. Yeah, I, I, it, it does seem like it's difficult to, to decide, although a yard and a half and you got the conversation that goes on. And, and uh, what Collinsworth was saying on TV is that's that's common. He played receiver in the league and and he said, yeah, you, you talk to the referee, make sure you're lined up. OK, right. And same thing for the pick play that took the two point conversion off the board. And then, of course, they kicked the extra point, And of course, Joey Sly fucking missed it. Yeah, well, I mean, this criticism needs to go to to Ron Rivera too. You're chasing Why? points that early in the game seems ridiculous. At that point, <laughs> you make it fourteen to ten. Not you know. Not, I I agree because if the if the Giants are held to a field goal, it's now a seven point game, not right. an eight point game. So yeah, if you miss the conversion, but you know, I noticed that the uh, flag was thrown by one of the three now female referees. In the league. Did you know that? That they've got three? It's not just Sarah Thomas? Well, I, I saw the, her being conferred with a number of times. <laughs> yes. But, but be, they, being, 
being an open-minded person, I don't really uh, take that into account that this person is, is, is female. You apparently do. Well, let's be honest. These are diversity hires. These are specific hires to say we want women in the league. You might say right. they grade out great or that they're really sharp referees, but how can you uh, you know, take the spice out of the soup to understand are they really that good or do they just want a woman or three women? I don't know. But they didn't talk about that on TV, and and it's not a factor. But anyway, so the calls at the end, the P.I. call was especially egregious. How do they not not get that on their home field when it's right there in front of everybody? I have a theory. Also, that needs to be a reviewable call. It was once upon a time. What happened? I know, I know you hate replay, but the, the application of replay should be, unless there is irrefutable evidence, the call on the field stands. There is irrefutable evidence. He is getting tackled in the end zone as the ball is in the air. That's pass interference. It was so bad, the back page of the New York Post. Did you see their headline? No. It said, Christmas comes early. Yeah. With yeah. a well, shot he, of that PI, which was not called. There was commenters getting angry saying, this is bullshit. The Post shouldn't be doing this. You would never see this headline in the, in a Philadelphia newspaper regarding the Eagles. True. But um, they still would have had to get the uh, touchdown and the two-point conversion. No, I know that. They would have been first and goal at the one. And Ron could have found a way to fuck that up as well. But it right. just... You know, I've always felt, Andy, that the NFL's shadow team has been the New York Giants, that that is essentially the house team of the league, that there is an unholy and direct relationship because of the fact that they are Manhattan high-value real estate partners, the NFL and the Giants, and that they they collude. I, I feel like they're the league's team. It pisses me off. Yeah, well, I mean, they uh, they seem like they'd have more success, though, wouldn't you think? Well, there's only so much help you can give them, I suppose. Yes. All right. Mm. Um, Brian Robinson's a stud. How come he didn't get more carries in the second half? That was ridiculous. He wound up with 89 yards for the game. He had 81 in the first half. He averaged seven yards a carry, got the ball four times. I don't understand that whatsoever. Right. Uh, and. And, and they talk about, oh, well, you know, we need to have a, a two-headed running back situation. Why? And, uh, I don't know. Gibson's and, a fumbler. And, Fumbled again and, last night and luckily yeah, got on it. Right. There haven't been a fumble by either one this year, which is pretty remarkable. Fumble but, lost? Uh, yeah. I don't yes. think fumble lost. Yeah. and uh, But also, there seems to be this feeling that Robinson is still rounding into shape. I mean, he was shot in August, and he was back on the field Early October? That's a couple of months. He might not even be able to find the scar in his leg at this point. Guy's a fucking freak. There was a report, but Melissa Stark did say he still feels, you know, some Uh, pain in the knee. But it doesn't show up on the field. I mean, he's running like a beast. Right. And then Jahan Dotson. Oh, All he does is catch touchdowns. God. That's, That's another thing. Look at the weapons that Taylor Heineke has available to him versus what Daniel Jones had. A bunch of schlemiels last night. <laughs> Richie James? Who the hell is Richie James? <laughs> you know? He's a little tiny whip-whip guy who's a punt returner. That's yeah, who he is. 
Yeah, he earned a hundred thousand dollar bonus last night by catching his fortieth pass of the year. Like they threw that in, sure, kid. Here's a hundred grand if you catch forty passes. Yeah, I can catch forty passes. Well, he's caught forty passes. I mean, Jones, Jones, right now, they they they're going to be lined up at the end of the season to sign him to a contract extension as soon as they can. This this is a this these don't usually work out this way. Yeah, um, the Marty and Marty regime is doing great. Marty Herney yeah. and uh, Martin Mayhew because. You look at these players, all right? Dotson's a home run draft pick. Uh, Robinson's even more so. And then you got guys like Benjamin St. Juiced. I mean, they're actually drafting great right now. They're drafting well. Their free agent signings haven't been that good. Uh, they've missed on a few of those. William Jackson was a disaster. He was a bust, but and Curtis Samuel's come around. You know, he got Yeah, well, you're hurt. Right. Not come around. He's healthy. He wasn't <clears throat> well, healthy. that's what I mean by come around. He's, he's healthy. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of weapons there, and yet they are still a low-power offense right. with Taylor Heineke. He's fun. He's energetic. He's exactly. punky. He's spunky. What do you think they're going to do this offseason with no easy quarterback answers out there? Well, I, I think it's possible that Carson Wentz will play before the end of the year. And, and I think he's got two years left at $28 million. Now, that's a lot, but... Could it be possible that they would look to, you know, redo his contract, extend it a little bit, and, uh, you know, work on some kind of a, a way that he stays? I, I don't think that the door is closed on him. I don't because the answer is not Heineke. The answer to the quarterback is not on this roster right now, and I don't think Sam Howell is necessarily the future either. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the, uh, you know, the question of what do they have to do to get in the playoffs? Do you know what the actual picture is right now? Is it win two out of the last three and they're pretty safe? No, they have to, to probably to win nine. the last three because because they're a half game up on Detroit and Seattle. And, uh, it, you know, so the half would be the tiebreaker there. So if they win out, they're in. They get the seventh seed. But, but two out of three is no guarantee. Might not do it because Detroit's playing great right now. Yeah. Hard to believe, though, Detroit is going to win nine in a row to finish the year. Probably, but you know things can happen, and Seattle's not out of it either. They're they're uh, I don't know what their last three are, but they've been a pretty consistent team this year. Yeah. As you know, Andy, there are many of my listeners and fans, and your listeners and fans, that desperately want me to come home. Mm-hmm. They want me to come home, and, and and it hurts them that I don't talk about this team with love in my heart. And I got to say that. I'm struggling right now because I get more angry now seeing this new logo that it's getting worse perhaps before it'll ever get better because all I can think about is how, you know, the old name is gone. I have not given it up easily. I would assume you have moved on more easily than me. I have, and my hope is that there will be a new owner. And And a new new name with the new owner because that's been talked about. Right, right. I mean, I, I would be good with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also think some of these cheesy new things that are being forced, like left hand up. I mean, come on. Well, are you into left hand up? Say, I'm 64 years old. I, I, I'm happy to be able to put my left hand up. (laughs) (laughs) Much less know what it is. I also don't just want Snyder gone, obviously. He's the stench that has not yet wafted out of the place. 
Uh, but I think Rivera, I don't like Rivera. He's a mediocre coach who's sanctimonious and lacks accountability. I just don't care for him, you know? Well, also, if you look on the sidelines of games these days, not Dayball, although he's he's younger than he looks because he's a big fat guy. But, sure. Uh, but a lot of these teams like Minnesota, Green Bay, look on the sidelines, they look like, you know, the uh, quality control coaches used to look. Right. I young. mean, that's that, that's that's the modern coach is a guy. And, you know, and Belichick, what his team did yesterday, at, you know, that that you can blame it on the players if you want. But right. that might be symptomatic of what's going on in the organization. Yeah, we'll, that, that, we'll, you know. we'll get to that in a second. Uh, at least they fixed the Sean Taylor display. So there's that. Yeah, th- th- this is who they are, okay? <laughs> the carpenter knows, measure twice, cut once. They cut once, and they go, oh, you're cutting the wrong place. They go, oh, oh really? Shit. No. We need some no, I th- Bondo. <laughs> I think it's right. I think, no, no, it's, it's no, it's wrong. Okay, we'll fix it. Then they fix it, and they go, oh, yeah, this is the way it was supposed to be at the beginning. We, we're just working through this, you know? Speaking of quarterbacks, how do you? Th- how is your Kirk perspective now after Saturday's monster comeback? You know he that, could have been a Redskin slash Commander. He could still be theirs, and they could right. be on the verge of doing some really, really good things with a quarterback of his caliber. Oh, and they could have built around him with a reasonable contract. He wanted right. nineteen million dollars. They didn't want to give it to him. And, uh, and, and, you know, you look at the model that's happening in Philadelphia that may happen in New York with uh, Daniel Jones, and it would have worked out. But that's not the way they do things. And so they wanted the shiny new object in uh, Alex Smith. They wanted to get rid of Kirk because he didn't want to cave to the pressure that uh, Bruce Allen was trying to put on him. And uh, this is where they are. You know, is he going to win a Super Bowl for Minnesota? I don't know. Probably not. But, Winning a Super Bowl is hard, though. Only one team does it every year, or so right. I've been told by my sources. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hard to tell. Hard okay. to tell. Uh, meanwhile, you mentioned replay and indisputable evidence. You do know in that Raider-Patriot game, there was a touchdown that was reviewed that should have never, ever been allowed to stand. And mm-hmm. yet it's because they said, well... We didn't have an angle that showed irrefutable evidence. Yeah. You're aware of that, right? Look, replay is not perfect. I grant you that. But I'm not <laughs> with you in doing away with it yet. But how do you then explain the failure of replay in the Raider game? Would you Again, agree it, that was a huge failure? Yes, it was a failure. Would you agree it affected the outcome of the game? Probably Would so. you agree that it affected possibly whether the Patriots are in or out? Of the playoffs, yeah, might. much might. like much like when your buddy, poor Dennis Erickson, drunk that he was, didn't make the playoffs as head coach of the Seahawks because Vinny Testaverde's helmet was a yard short of the end zone, and people wouldn't stop bitching about that. Hey, it's affecting livelihoods. <laughs> Replay is failing. It's like the airbag that eh, probably will go off in an accident. Yeah, but, but they're still not going to stop putting airbags in cars. Okay, well, don't count on it then. That's for sure. 
Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Um, speaking of Belichick, do you think his reputation is unraveling as we speak? Yeah, but but also, do you think we could be looking at a league next year that doesn't have Belichick or Brady in it? Well, that's the other thing. Is this the end of Brady? Mm-hmm. I think it is. You didn't do? it look okay. like it yesterday? Didn't it look like it to you? I mean, <laughs> two fumbles lost, two interceptions, mm-hmm. and... Granted, he's got no running game to rely on. The offensive line's patchwork. He does have some weapons to throw to, but, you know, he's throwing 50 times a game, and he's making right. mistakes. It's not the – I mean, he, every now and then he has one of those comebacks like he did a couple weeks ago, but otherwise, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think be, he's done. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, was that the dumbest play in NFL history? Yes, and I, I, I think this is here, – here's why. Because – you're in a situation where you know you're not going to throw a Hail Mary. The idea is to get to the ground. Instead, you're playing like it's <laughs> backyard football. Yeah, you're behind. You're right. not ahead. Like, yeah, you got nothing to lose by crazy laterals. There was a lack of right. situational awareness that was Incredible. egregious. It would be like Joe Pisarczyk, uh, in trying to run out the clock, decides, ah, oh, what the hell? Herman, here's the ball. Take it the other way for a touchdown. I just want to see that that happen there, you know? Well, speaking of that play, I, I put that in my list of four things as to what's the most gobsmacking ending to an NFL game ever, meaning it has to be the last play of the game. And mm-hmm. I included the fail Mary with the Seahawks and the Packers with the replacement dumb-dumb refs. Uh, mm-hmm. I included the immaculate reception. Uh, I think I said yesterday on the podcast, Oilers, it was the Raiders. I'm an idiot for saying that. It was late at night. Please don't sue me. And then I also included that play uh, by Jacoby Myers as just a Mm -hmm. dumbass play. I think the Pasarchik thing is is the most crazy, dumbest play because 
it changed strategy forever after that. Teams then began to kneel down mm-hmm. on you know end of game situations. I had to explain to some youngsters I work with them. I'm like, well, they're like, why didn't they kneel down? I go, it was considered dishonorable, and they no. would run a real running play. No, that that wasn't it. No, in those days, in those days, you couldn't declare yourself down by taking a knee. But the defense was allowed to hit you to get you down. So that's so, why they didn't take knees. So what they did was they said, oh, we don't want Pitsarchek to get hit. So we'll just hand off to our big old fullback here, Larry Zonka. He's going to be in Hall of Fame one day. And my handoff got botched, and Herman Edwards was there and picked it up and took it for a touchdown. But it wasn't dishonorable. That, that, was, that wasn't huh. it. It was that you could hit the quarterback. Okay. And, uh, and that's why they did it. All right. How about these for dumb plays? Uh, how about the swinging gate by James Zorn? Of the Redskins. Remember that? The swinging gate? Yeah, dumb. <laughs> Which was a fake field goal. He lined up and mm-hmm. sent out like half the team all the way out to the side of the field. The right. Giants, they were playing the Giants that night, and the Giants are like, okay, what the fuck is this? Timeout. Called timeout. They come out of the timeout. Zorn runs it again, and mm-hmm. it gets completely blown up. Yeah. Now, I was at the game earlier that season where it had worked against Denver. And they won, so he was in love with it. Oh, really? And, yeah, and, and and he had a court. He had the punter. I forget his name, but he had been a high school quarterback. Uh huh. And so he had the ability to throw the ball, and uh, so yeah, that was. And and at that point, he had his play calling taken away from him. Uh, so you know that was the, the, the <laughs> that the was bingo like in, he was in fuck you mode at that point. Well, it was also, you know, something I can do. Hey, I can call my play, and boy, that worked so great against Denver. I'm going to try it here. And, yeah, that that was a disaster. So was he. He was a disaster. Okay. Uh, Other dumb plays include uh, the Colts fake punt. Remember that? Where they had, like, one snapper, Pat McAfee, and two other guys, and then a bunch of players all scattered all around, and it got swarmed right away. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a while back. That's McAfee when he's still playing, right? Right. Uh, could you argue that passing on second and goal from the one by Seattle against the Patriots in the Super Bowl at the end of the game was the dumbest play? Yeah, with Marshawn NFL Lynch? History. Yes. Complete, completely crazy. Yep. Okay. How about Leon Lett touching the blocked field goal in the sleet against the Dolphins in Dallas um, on Thanksgiving Day? That was dumb, but... Given how the rule is not, you know, I, I saw it in college this year where everybody got out of the way and somebody from the other team took it back the other way. I guess it was in the SEC championship game uh, right. that Georgia was able to do that. So that's a rule maybe you're not completely clear on. That might be a little bit different. I, okay. I don't want to excuse Leon Lett. It was a dumb play, but a little bit of a fuzzy rule there. All right. How about Jack Squirek, Rocket Screen? Joe Theismann, well, Super Bowl, throws a floating screen pass. Already down, how, what were they down at that point, end of the first half in Tampa in the at Super Bowl the against touchdown. the Raiders? They were several times, they were getting handled. And the best yeah. thing you could have done 90 yards away from the end zone with under mm-hmm. a minute to go was to just take it to the locker room and figure some shit out. And he floats a screen intended for Joe Washington. Jack Squirek runs right into it, into the touchdown, into the end zone for an easy touchdown. That ended the game. Well, that that's on Gibbs too. I mean, Gibbs, Joe Gibbs had had, and he, and it's another one. 
they had used that against the Raiders when they had beaten them <laughs> earlier in the season. Which means so, maybe they've got it. They, they know how to defend it. So, so the coaching staff could sniff it there. And they yeah. said it's coming. As right. a matter of fact, uh, the, the backstory on that, too, is Squirek was in the game because they were trying to alert Matt Millen that this was going to happen. And they couldn't get Millen's attention. So they said, out of hell with it. Squirek, you go in, and here's what they're going to run. Tell oh everybody. Oh, my God. And, that's, and so Millen comes over the sidelines and going, <laughs> what the hell are you taking me out for? You know, well, watch like, what's going to happen here. Right, buddy. watch this shit. I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, last one. This is maybe the all-time dumbest play in NFL history. Poor Jim Marshall going the wrong way for yep. a touchdown for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, it wound up a safety because he threw the ball away. Right? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. I mean, he just got turned around. Didn't realize mm-hmm. he was running the wrong. He ran the wrong way for a safety of what, like sixty yards, almost. I think so. Yeah. They were running to try to go. You're going the wrong way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, a couple other things, real quick here. Uh, Dwight Gooden's son is committed to play football at Maryland. How about that? And and how about this? And this this addresses African Americans in baseball. That you had Dwight Gooden, who has a son who plays football for Maryland, and you had Daryl Strawberry, who had a son who played basketball for Maryland. And both of their sons, while they may obviously blessed with athletic talent because, uh, you know, good enough to play at that level of the two sports, neither chose neither baseball. One, neither one turned to baseball. And I saw Daryl Strawberry's son, DJ, play baseball in the father son games that they have, you know, on Father's Day for the and? Mets when he was a little kid. He was a freaking athlete of course. when he was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, good for him, but very interesting there. Uh, World Cup thoughts, did you watch? All of it. And? At least the second half, yeah. And amazing, just Great. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And but, just- but, 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 if you think I'm going to become a hardcore soccer fan now, no. forget it. Call no. me in four years. Right, I'll be, be happy to watch. Be back but, in four years. <laughs> but but not not MLS or any other Hazariah. You know, I spent right. too many years on the sidelines watching my kids play youth soccer, and I did it because I love them. <laughs> I don't love the game. What about next summer in Australia when the women play? Yeah, the women are more entertaining. Actually, their their game is a little bit more open. It's uh, you know the uh, problem. Yeah. The problem for a lot of us, Andy, is that the women led by Megan Rapinoe, turned what used to be one of the most likable teams in sports Mm -hmm. into an eye-rolling, okay, I'm fucking out. Enough of your nonsense teams. Mm -hmm. For a lot Mm -hmm. of us. Not everybody, but for a lot of us. Uh, Did you watch Tiger and Charlie over the weekend? Did not. Okay. Do you want me to send you a YouTube highlight package to see little junior Tiger mimicking his dad in every way possible, including mimicking his dad's limp because he apparently turned his ankle on the range? <laughs> yeah. the, the, the quote that I like the best, though, is where Tiger says, I try to get into Charlie's head, and if I can't get into his head, nobody can so that's apparently what Earl did with Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How effective this is going to be remains to be seen, but I thought that was interesting. I'll try to get into Charlie's uh, talent pool because he's like 53rd in the juniors at his age uh, na- nationally. Yeah. So he's not exactly lighting the world on fire yet, but he might uh, eventually. Did you see the kid for Jackson State who dropped what would have been the game-tying touchdown pass in the end zone, Hayden Hagler? Just so happened mm-hmm. to be like the one white kid on the historically black college 
I felt so bad for him. Dion was really cool, though, after the game in the locker room. He was consoling the kid who was blubbering. Yeah. The best tweet, I think, was Brandon Walker saying, well, there goes the invite to the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. Do you see the home run ball guy that caught the judge home run ball, was offered $3 million for it on the spot, said, nah, I think I'm going to sell it at auction for more, and ended up getting half, 1.5. Yeah. Yeah, as Darren Ravel, I followed his tweets on that. And uh yeah, I mean Fuck to him. Me, greed. Yeah. Greed gets punished, greed, Andy, yeah. and I am it here is. for it. It is. I mean, I, I can't imagine because the Maguire ball, uh, I think the 70, that went for three million dollars. And quickly in the marketplace, people began to realize, oh, wait a minute. Right. And so three million on the spot. Yeah, he should have taken it. Yeah. All right. And then lastly, there's this little audio to uh, segue to my next topic. Ooh, last topic. You don't need deck the halls or jingle bell rock because <laughs> you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonica, celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He, he converted. <clears throat> we got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. Anyway, that's the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Go look it up on YouTube. Did you know, Andy? That the legendary Andres Cantor goal is a Jew. Well, then Cantor, why not? That's uh, that's my son-in-law's last name. Is it really? Not? Well, he yeah. was born. He was born in Argentina, so he was a absolute blubbering, joyful mess, calling the the World Cup. And his grandparents emigrated from Poland, fleeing the Nazis back in the day. Married to a Romanian woman. And right. then moved we, we to have, the U.S. at 13 years old, went to USC, and he's a Jew. I was like, holy shit, Andres yeah. Cantor, goal, is celebrating Hanukkah just like Andy. We, we, have, we have relatives in Argentina and, and in Brazil. Yeah, absolutely. Are th- so there are Brazilian Jews? Of course. A lot or just some? Well, I don't know, but in our family we have them. More Brazilian Jews or California Jews? Oh, come on. Los Angeles? Are okay. you kidding me? All right. <laughs> All right, Andy. We will not talk next week, but I want to say I can't thank you enough for your time, enthusiasm, dependability on this podcast. You know I enjoy our conversations tremendously. I miss dearly the show we did together, the sports reporters. You are a true friend, a mentor, and a mensch. Have a great holiday. All right, brother, and let's try to fool them for one more year. Thanks so much. Uh, happy uh, holidays to you and your family, and uh, looking forward to 2023. All right, Dan. We'll talk next week. Thanks. All right, Dan. Take care. There you go.
Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.